every now and then we go head first, splat on our face. Two options, you just lie there and give up, or you get up, wipe the tears from your eyes and the dirt from your wound, and keep on going. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we finish up this week by taking another look at your life from a different perspective. And please do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my special edition book. It's called Eliminating Stubborn Sin Once and For All, and I'd love to send you a free copy to help you do just that. Become one of the captives whom Jesus came to set free. One of the sports that always amazes me is the hurdles in the athletics. I remember trying to run and clear those hurdles in high school, but I'm afraid with these little short legs of mine, well, I could never quite make the grade. And one of the most difficult things I've ever seen is a hurdler in the Olympics missing one of the hurdles and going and flying head first into the track. Think about it. What an incredible public humiliation, not to mention the pain and all those years of training wasted in a split second. The truth be known, none of us likes to fall splat on our faces. And it happens in life. When we do, it's so hard to get up again. The easiest thing in the world would be to give up. But the truly great sportsmen and women are the ones that don't do that. They get up. They wipe the tears from their eyes and the dirt from their wounds, and they keep going. Come what may, they just keep going. Today is the last of a series of 10 programs that I've called Breaking Free from the Power of Sin. And I just thought that I couldn't finish up without spending a few moments talking with you about what happens when we go splat and fall over flat on our faces. Because that's the point where so many people give up. Here's what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks in a nutshell. We've been talking about sin, and sin isn't some outdated concept of an irrelevant church. Sin simply means missing the mark, ruining our lives. Anger robs us of relationships, pride and greed and dishonesty and unforgiveness. All those things are sin because they miss the whole point of life. And you know, it seems some days that we're powerless to change them. They just keep coming back to haunt us. So many people believe in Jesus. So many people look at the cross and the price that Jesus paid and know they have forgiveness. They know that the empty tomb means a resurrection and new life, but somehow the power of sin isn't broken in their lives. But actually it is. We're told that by God himself. In Colossians chapter 1, Paul writes this, He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. And again in Romans chapter 6, For sin will have no power over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. It's not about a bunch of rules and, and failing and therefore it's hopeless. No, the slate is completely wiped clean. And yesterday, we talked about the need for us to have a change of heart. It's like the judicial system looks whether the criminal has remorse or not in sentencing. Remorse says that I know I was wrong. I see the impact. I see the pain of what I've done. And that, together with God's forgiveness, leads us to turn away from all that rubbish, that stuff 
that ruins our lives, sin, and back to God. Again, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 2. Or do you despise the riches of God's kindness and forbearance and patience? Don't you realize that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? And repentance is a change of heart. It's a change of direction. All that we do comes from our hearts. And so many people hear that message, they accept Jesus, they have a change of heart, and then then they set out on their journey with Jesus and they discover they're not perfect. In fact, like that athlete I was talking about before, we fall splat on our faces over and over and over again. And before you know it, the change of heart, well, it just evaporates into thin air. We, we lose heart. We pack up our bat and ball and we go home. Sound like anyone you know? I want to take you to a passage of God's Word that I come back to again and again and again. It's one of a small handful of my absolute favourites. Again, it's written by Paul, the Apostle. This guy had the job of writing almost half of the books of the New Testament. And you know something? He has exactly the same problem that you and I have. I'm going to read it from the message translation because it's really contemporary. It begins in Romans chapter 7, verse 15. He says, What I I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way, but then I act another, doing things I absolutely despise. So if I can't be trusted to figure out what's best for myself and then do it, it's obvious that God's command is necessary. But I need something more. See, rules weren't working for Paul. He wanted something more. He says, because I know the law, but I still can't keep it. And if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realise that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, I just can't do it. (laughs) Sounds like anyone you know. Paul says, I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, just don't result in actions. Something's gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. It happens so regularly, it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me rebel. And just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything. Nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, writes Paul, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but am pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. See, the fact that this happens to Paul, the apostle, who wrote almost half the New Testament, it means that it happens to all of us. It's a dilemma. I I can't, I can't, I can't. No, you can't. Nor can I. That's the point. That's why we need God's grace. The criminal, you and me, we're released from death row because Jesus paid the price. So we're standing outside the prison and the gate slams shut for the last time behind us. Now, now we have to learn to live, not as a criminal, but as a child of God, as as someone who's free. 
And as any criminal will tell you, you need help. Rehabilitation is a process. It takes time. That's how it is. And the answer is, thank God that Jesus Christ is that help. Because through what he did on the cross, we have forgiveness. And through what his spirit does in our lives, we have the power to change. That's what God does. Step by step, you just follow Jesus and life changes. I'm not the person I once was. I stumble some days, but I get up, I say, God, I'm sorry. I get up, I know I've got your forgiveness. I turn to God, I keep going. Why? Because the power of sin over my life is broken. I believe in Jesus and it just is. Just before we go, I'd like to tell you about a free gift that we'd love to send you to help you experience the power of God more and more in your life. Each month, Bernie writes a new life application booklet around the sorts of issues that we all deal with in life. It's designed to take you deeper into God's Word and then to help you live out what you've discovered. It's about helping you experience God's love and power in your faith walk. To request the latest e-booklet, visit ChristianityWorks.org and you'll see that free offer towards the top of the homepage. I'm believing that it'll be a mighty blessing to you. Again, that web address is ChristianityWorks.org. I'm Jennifer. You've been listening to Christianity Works with Bernie Diamond, and we'll catch you again next time.